You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. 29 minutes to 21 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock and every Tuesday we talk cars and today our spotlight uh, when it comes to this massive culture, car culture that we have in South Africa, our focus is on child passenger safety. Next week marks Child Passenger Safety Week. Um, it's running from the 19th until the 26th of September and the people behind it, um, that is Maxi Cozy, um, are doing their part in creating more awareness about the importance of securing children properly in a vehicle. And this afternoon, we're speaking to Mohammed Kaka. He has been actively involved in the child passenger safety industry for over 23 years. And since the, about the year 2000, he was extensively involved in helping to create awareness for child passenger safety. Um, and he's worked in uh, training of uh, retail staff around South Africa and um, also worked with authorities like um, the AA and Arrive Alive to ensure that child passenger safety regulations and safety standards are continually evolving both locally and internationally. Um, we have seen some progress, some progress in terms of vehicle safety when we think of uh, road traffic accidents. Um, uh, uh, but the, 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 the hard part about all of this is that, you know, we still see high fatalities road traffic accidents still represent the number one cause, the number one cause of fatalities amongst children under the age of 10. That's just so hard to stomach. Um, Mohammed, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Good afternoon, Adanya. Thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, allowing us to create a little bit more awareness around child passenger safety. Yes, and for you, it's been such a major part of your life's work. Why are you so determined? I think the reality behind it all is that um, we're talking of children who responsibility and accountability exist with other people. It exists with that. It exists with their parents. It exists with drivers. And we need to get a little bit more in tune with what our responsibility is for the future of, of our country, the future of our children. Mm-hmm. And we want to get around conscious behavior around the children that we move around with and that we travel around with. Mm. And I suspect also it means trying to understand exactly what people are thinking, uh, what we what goes through our minds when we don't secure children uh, properly. Uh, just some of the conditions and some of the attitudes that see this continuing at the rate that it continues at. Do we know? I think at some point I would I would like to say that there's a lack of knowledge um, with regards to child passenger safety. And then there's also sometimes just the blatancy or the shortcuttedness in our lives where we turn around and go, it will never happen to us. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those unfortunate circumstances when it does happen, we kind of sit back with a lot of regret. And spending time and sharing knowledge and bringing awareness to this kind of brings conscious behavior around people, around how we should be dealing with children in vehicles. Yeah, yeah. You're so right. Believing that we're the exception or if anything was going to happen, it's not going to happen on this little short trip, um, just going up the road or we've gotten away with it before. Nothing went wrong the last time and the time before that and the time before that. So why should anything happen now? So what are the risks when we don't secure children? And we'll look at what is the correct way of doing it and also try and answer this question around um, resources, affordability, but um, just how unsafe are we making our children in vehicles? 
I think the most important consideration or analogy to put to it is that everybody in that vehicle is traveling at the same speed at that vehicle, meaning that every occupant in the vehicle is probably traveling at 60 kilometers per hour. Mm. And when we have the impact, we come to a sudden stop. If there's nothing holding us back, we fly and we develop weight. And hence, obviously, from there, we become a moving object within a stationary object. And that's when we become subject to serious injury or pro- probably fatalities in certain cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you said we're also moving at 60 kilometers an hour. Yeah. In a vehicle with that container that is moving, it might not feel or sound like much. But I mean, if you had to then you move yourself at 60 kilometers an hour, that's 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 something that is something and as you say once it stops and that motion still and you're still in motion um then it becomes even more life uh threatening i saw something that said it's like um a drop uh what a three-story drop if a child was to move through a car um that has has been in a collision yeah the impact forces are severely great um, a 50-kilogram child traveling in a vehicle at 60 kilometers per hour that comes to a sudden stop from an impact, the child has the capacity to be able to weigh up to a ton. And hence, mm. you pretty much sit up against something with that level of force. So you can imagine what type of forces he's dealing with when it comes to coming to a sudden stop mm. in a collision and not being restrained. Mm. Um, I remember there was a recent study conducted by Arrive Alive that found that seatbelt usage is much lower in central business districts in South Africa. Um, why is that? Do, do we know why? I, I think it's pure. I think one of them is just obviously first the people that are understanding the safety consciousness behind the seatbelt. And I think the hurried lifestyle is I'm just going around the corner. Um, it's not far. It's quick movement. It's just between here and me. If we kind of negate the usage of the seatbelt, and yet those are the occurrences that you want to. Mm. I think there are a number of factors where people kind of do so sometimes understand that there's a safety belt, but just feel that it's just a lot easier to get away with wearing one, but mm. not wear one. Oh, this is a safe enough speed that nothing harm or nothing severe could happen. This is almost like a safe enough, safe enough speed because you know CBDs. There's congestion, um, and I know even through a lot of our townships, you know, we tend to drive a lot slower than we do in other areas. Um, and maybe thinking I'm not moving at such a a, a, a dangerous speed. Most definitely, and I think one of the things about it as well is that we believe that we find we're in a controlled circumstance mm-hmm. and I'm driving it. What we don't take into consideration is the other driver. Right. He could be down at a significant amount of speed. And once he hits you, and we take side impact as well, significant amount of collisions happen at side impact, which is generally at intersection. Mm-hmm. So you could be going across an intersection at 40 kilometers per hour. If you get somebody coming through a red light, at 60 or 80, and that's what we need to be able to also be able to look after for ourselves as well. It's the opposite driver effect as well. Mohammed, let's take a break and when we come back, we're going to look at uh, what we can do to ensure that we're using um, 
uh, whether it's a, a car seat or whether it is seat belts or all of that, you know, the restraints that are available as correctly as we should be in order to protect the lives of child passengers. You're welcome, of course, to be a part of this conversation on 11 um, It is a perennial issue in our surroundings and our environment, and it becomes even more critical ahead of Child Passenger Safety Week, which hopefully can be uh, a key to changing and shifting at attitudes. 702. The car feature. It's now 11 minutes to uh, 4 o'clock and let's look at the sort of things that we should be doing um, as far as uh, securing child passengers in cars is concerned. Um, Mohamed Kaka joins us. He's the National Sales Manager at Maxi Cozy and they're raising this awareness as uh, some of the uh, leaders in this conversation ahead of Child Passenger Safety Week. So Mohamed, when it comes to the right safety uh, conditions for, for, for children, I know that a car seat is ideal. What do we need to remember and bear in mind when it comes to the use of a car seat? Okay, so I think first the starting point would be immaterial of the safety devices that your vehicle has. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about side airbags, we're talking about tensioners. The thing though is that all cars are only capable of providing passenger safety for children or for passengers above 1.35 meters in height. Mm-hmm. Meaning that Anybody under 1.35 meters in height, there is a reliance on a child restraint to be able to provide that level of safety added to your vehicle itself. What tends to happen is that a seatbelt itself in its functionality pretty much is meant to keep you across your shoulder and across your abdomen. Mm. And if you're under 1.35 meters in height, that cuts across your neck and actually cuts across the abdomen. So the placement of the seatbelt itself is purely incorrect, and that's when we have child restraints like what we refer to as a booster seat. Yeah. It kind of gets in and ensures that the placement of the seatbelt of your vehicle is now placed on your head and on your shoulder so as not to cause further injury in the case that the seatbelt is meant to keep you back. Mm. Mm. There's also a, a physiological change in children as they from, from the time that they're newborn. So from newborn up until around 15 months, your child's head is heavier than the rest of the body. Mm. And in doing so, we don't face them forward facing in a vehicle because they will be then subjected to serious whiplash factors. So we have a child restraint that's designed to face rearward. And I think the latest of technology is what they refer to as isofix anchorage points, which are pretty much a standard in most vehicles these days. And that ensures that your child restraint is now locked up onto an isofix anchorage point or a seatbelt. Mm-hmm following which they are to from around 15 months to about four years, you look at a actual child restraint, which holds your child with a five-point safety harness, pretty similar to a racing harness, because the child still is learning to develop around you, keeping their body in a stagnant place, yeah. and then it follows through with the boost to see it at the end. Yes, and I think there's been, uh, um, remember the last time we had a, a conversation around this a question about the front seat for babies under 15 months, because as you say, the, the, the child seat must face the rear. Um, so do we put them in the front passenger seat? Okay, so a front passenger seat with an activated airbag may not be utilized for any child restraint facing rearward facing. The reason simply, in the case of a collision, the airbag will activate, and in doing so, it would then provide, again, an excessive force on the body or on the car seat itself Mm -hmm. and cause, again, what we would call 
severe whiplash factors. Yeah, yeah. So then it should ideally be at uh, the back. Um, and then when it comes to any other things that surround the baby, like or the child, a blanket um, or anything else that are there any other things, a toy that could um, add to or further complicate matters? What should we bear in mind? So I think firstly and most importantly, your usage of your car is really important. So when we talk about blankets, we talk about clothing. We talk about those type of things that a child is utilizing once they're in a car chair. They do affect the placement of the harness. Yeah. So we need to take that into consideration. And then anything that's lying around loose in your vehicle is a projectile. So in the case of a collision, whether that be a toy or that be anything that you place in the back of your car lying around loose, in the case of a severe impact or slowing down fast enough, that's going to fly around. So loose items are definitely something that you should consider not having around in your vehicle at all. Mm, boots, rather. Most definitely. Yes. Uh, here's a question about, what about, um, the, uh, they ask about if coming from winter, uh, should the baby have the warm layers on or should the warm layers be over the seatbelt? Most definitely over the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So in use of a seatbelt, we remember that we have a device that needs to function optimally, but it's also growing with your kid. So you need to be able to adjust your harness to accommodate a child who's now got an additional clothing in order to ensure that the seatbelt functions optimally. So ideally, if best practice would be to have blankets or in winter have things over the cartridge so that you don't change the arrangement of your cartridge too often, too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then every time this conversation kind of uh, comes up, I think we we always have to bear in mind where we are, that are we having expectations or have we designed rules for a very different population? Meanwhile, we have the population that we have with high levels of um, inequality and poverty and asking that people prioritize something like a seatbelt when there's so many other competing priorities. Um in light of that, when there isn't a seatbelt, what what can families, what can parents do? Um, when there isn't a car seat, rather. Okay, so unfortunately, it's, it's, it's pretty much the usage of a seatbelt in a car for any occupant. Mm-hmm. It's something as there's, there's dire consequences if mm-hmm. there isn't. So a car seat almost becomes compulsory in that sense. We are talking of different dynamics of, of, of what we're going, but we are evolving society. We are getting into safety consciousness. We are having to ensure that there's more vehicles in the road. There's a lot more being done. And it's making sure that that conscious behavior is there to the point that we should understand that it becomes the driver's responsibility for all these passengers in each vehicle. And down to the point that we could incorporate these type of things or these type of awarenesses into our driver training programs to ensure that all your passengers are actually secured so that we can ensure that we start reducing the fatalities and the injuries that exist in our road whilst using a vehicle. And there are options available. Mm, mm, what kind of options? In, in terms of child restraints, there are a number of different child restraints available. Generally, best practice is to ensure that the car seats do meet some minimum standards or regulations. So in terms of affordability, if one can afford to have a vehicle and move around in a vehicle, okay. affordability is there. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a question of prioritizing this um, and making sure that we do uh, t- take care of this priority ahead of others if we want to secure, make sure that our children as passengers are, are safely secured. And it is, I think, what, you, what you're saying is tough. You know, it's, it's tough love. It's the reality. Um, and we shouldn't make too many excuses um, in, in light of the risks that are ever present. And what about sitting in the lap of an adult or someone? holding a, a, a child or a baby? The capacity in terms of weight, the exponential increase in weight in relation to speed, you generally have the, the weight of the object that you're actually holding starts increasing speed, when it, uh, increasing weight when it becomes when it comes to a sudden stop. Yeah. Your hands, your parents' hands don't have the capacity to deal with that increased weight. A five or six kilogram infant sitting in your hand mm. is now increasing weight exponentially. Your hands would simply get spread out. So there's absolutely no capacity for a human or for hands to be able to hold that weight at that excessive force. Yeah, and at that time, in the middle of a collision, uh, what are the chances that we'll be able to maintain, you know, that that particular posture or that position? Hasmuk in Mondios is, I've seen parents doing the school run, not wearing seatbelts on their cell phones and the children standing on the seat or leaning on the dashboard. And usually they're in luxury vehicles. So I think Hasmuk saying um, it's not only about affordability that we, people don't do the right thing, even those that uh, can opt not to do the right thing, like restraining children uh, correctly. Mohammed, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. So let's take the time to do this correctly because we wouldn't get a second chance. I mean, with the descriptions that uh, Mohammed painted, uh, likely there would be serious harm if ever there was a collision. It's almost as if if you do it, you're just really at the mercy of so much going.